before we got to this budget that we would have an independent person have a look to be sure that whether we transition back to the RCMP or move forward with the Surrey Police Service that we're working with numbers that don't have so many assumptions in them. All right, that is Surrey City Councillor Linda Annis. Now, we did talk to her about half an hour or so ago about the situation that Surrey residents are potentially facing right now, that they heard from Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke that the city will be debating and talking about their proposed budget for 2023 through to 2027. And for the first year alone, potentially you're looking at a 17.5% property tax increase. That is huge. About 9.5% of that will be for the policing transition, and then there's inflationary costs, regular salary increases, and everything else. It just totals up to a huge amount, about $400 or so uh, per Surrey property owner. That's a big increase in one year. So what is going on with this here? And that is like, even if you're going to keep the RCMP, it sounds like. So to talk more about this, Paul Danes joins us now, member of Keep the RCMP in Surrey. Paul, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Is this a realistic, do you think, amount of money? Like, what did you think when you heard this news? Well, I, like everyone else in Surrey who pays property taxes, I'm you know, somewhat shocked. It wasn't uh, entirely unexpected. Um, certainly the key message for me is that uh, this is going to cost, even with this um, um, massive increase uh, in taxes, uh, $235 million less uh, to operate under the um, uh, RCMP as police of jurisdiction, so that's a that's a big plus for me. Right, but even even if you go back to the RCMP in Surrey, there's still going to be a big property tax increase. Yes, there is, and I think you know the, the, I want to be upfront here that, in my opinion and the opinion of our organisation, this mess is 100% due to the mismanagement of two individuals. First of all, uh, the last mayor, Doug McCallum. Um, his management of this from day one has been appalling. Everything's been conducted in secrecy. There's been no openness, no transparency. Secondly, the um, vagueness around some of the costs is also also due to the Surrey Police Board signing off on a gold-plated collective bargaining agreement conducted in secret with no input from the public whatsoever, which involves, amongst other things, 18 months severance um, for, for uh, any, any SPS officer subsequently laid off by a future mayor and council. No input from the public, none whatsoever. So um, that is unheard of in, in, in police agencies across Canada. Indeed, from organised labour people that we've spoken to, that's, that's also unheard of. Uh, with with most large organized labor um, organizations as well. Right, but given uh, given the way the situation you know was unfolding and how tenuous it seemed, do you think that was necessary to even get people to take the job to attract people? Yes, I think I think uh, that was part of the reason. They've, the the SPS have certainly um, had a challenge hiring frontline officers, uh, less so attracting middle senior management who spend most of their day sitting in offices twiddling their thumbs or across the road in the pond restaurant cafe. Uh, so there's two, two, two aspects there. They right. definitely Paul, had a problem hiring frontline operatives. Let me ask you this, Paul. Do you think an audit, an independent audit at this point would be helpful so that you talked about openness and transparency there so we all know exactly what is costing what? 
Yeah, um, I, I, I obviously heard the, the comments of your previous guest, uh, Councillor Linda Annis, uh, saying that, uh, you know, we need independent analysis. It's absolutely, absolute nonsense. Um, the figures are fully there. Um, the Mayor, Council, and uh, the Chair of the Finance Committee, Councillor Kuna, have made every effort to try to elicit from Councillor um, Annis exactly what she wants, to, uh, what information she needs. She seems to be totally incapable or unable, unwilling. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Paul, here. Even the provincial government is saying that everybody's numbers seem to be different on this here. It's um, not just one person saying that. Well, um, Linda Annis was your guest, and I'm, I'm referring to, to her in this instance. The bottom line is, is that the information is all there, but there are some variables and they're primarily caused by the SPS police chief, Lipinski. He refused point blank to cease hiring and major capital uh, expenditures when asked to do so by the chair of the police board and Mayor Locke, um, and, and uh, basically has racked up um, millions more in, in capital costs for the SPS, which the taxpayer ultimately is going to have to pay for. Well, um, I, w- I think the argument there is that he was doing what he was told and hired to do at that point. But let me ask you this, Paul. What do you say to Surrey residents who at this point are looking at a 17.5% increase regardless of who polices them in Surrey? Well, it's going to, I, I would say to them it's going to cost $235 million minimum more to go with the Surrey Police Service. Unfortunately, we have to bite the bullet and pay for the extravagant costs and expenditures undertaken by Mayor McCallum and the SPS. It's unfortunate, but that's, that's the way it is. So it's, um, some people are going to find that very uncomfortable. I do, personally. I, I find it uh, you know, horrific that I'm going to have to pay extra taxes, as do most people in Surrey. But it's, uh, do you want to pay more or do you want to pay less? How do you feel about the upcoming provincial decision on this? Do you have a sense of how this is going to go? Well, I think the the comments that were made by Premier Eby on his recent visit to Surrey, that uh, he recognises this is a huge issue for the people of Surrey. And he also recognised that ultimately it's, this is who polices our community or any municipality in BC is ultimately a decision for the mayor and council. We believe, we think and we hope He's going to respect the democratic wish of the people and the vote by the uh, new mayor and council to keep the RCMP in Surrey. Uh, clearly, they still have to satisfy themselves that public safety is is paramount. Uh, we would say get on with it, but you know, we recognize at the same time they've got a job to do. All right. Well, listen, thank you for your time this morning. Okay, you're welcome, Simi. Appreciate that. Paul Danes is a member of Keep the RCMP in Surrey, talking about that proposed 17.5% increase for Surrey property taxpayers. That is huge, right? 9.5% of that is going to policing transition costs or proposed to go to that. And that is regardless of whichever way this decision goes. So it's 9.5% of an increase even if you keep the RCMP or even if you proceed to the Surrey Police Service. And 7% is about uh, the inflationary costs and hiring new officers and hiring new firefighters and hiring more bylaw officers. And then 1% is for roads and other infrastructure upkeep. So total, 17.5%. Surrey residents, 
I can imagine you must feel a lot of shock over that. I think over the next few weeks, we're going to hear from other communities that are also facing property tax increases, but probably five, six, seven percent in Surrey. It's double digits, and that is huge. So if you want to weigh in on that, absolutely. Let's hear from you. Simi at cknw.com. You can call or text our buzz line, 604-331-2899. And I believe that Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke will be on with Jazz Joe Hall this afternoon to talk about this. So, yes, you can imagine there will be a lot more to come on that front. But, yeah, keep those calls, thoughts, comments coming on this topic because, yeah, that's a huge increase for people to swallow.